Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Another listener question episode. Thanks, all listeners, those who question, those who don't. But I'm enjoying receiving your questions and trying to figure out a, a reasonable response to some tricky questions. But thanks, sponsors. Tops Panini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Comsey.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So thanks, everybody. Uh, as I said, here's five questions, and it's the, the fourth time I've done five questions. So just keep uh, cranking them out as long as you send them. I'm going to figure out how I can put them together and answer them in a way that'd be helpful to you. But okay, the first question was from Skeppy, and Skeppy has uh, written in before, but he's asking about the difference and the significance of game used and player swatches and cards. My, my sense is that the older jerseys for whatever sport, are so much tougher than anything from the last 10 years when players were uh, getting lots of jerseys, lots of uh, sweaters and hockey, lots of uh, unis. There's just all kinds of stuff now. And some of it's contrived because there's a demand for it. So if they change uniforms or shoes or anything every day or every week or every quarter <laughs> or every half or every inning, there's no comparison to what it was like in the 50s. So my hope is that uh, there won't be any future cutting up of old jerseys. They can cut away on the new ones. So game used for newer cards, game used jerseys being cut up, I have no problem with that. Game used for older ones, 50s, 60s, 70s even, 80s even perhaps. It's I'm not a big fan of that. But on the other hand, the price is getting prohibitive. So I don't know that they're going to keep doing They're not going to, they, they just can't afford to, I don't think, to be uh, cutting up these if it costs so much to obtain. So if they quit making some of these uh, game cards that have jersey swatches in there, is that going to make the ones that are already out more valuable? It's possible. It's possible. If there's no more and people keep chasing them, then same supply, increased demand. But just the number of, and player worn. Okay. First of all, player worn sometimes can be a joke. I'm just editorializing here, but if it never touched the person, if it never touched their skin, any part of their skin other than their hand to quickly put it over their head on top of a, another jersey that was, that's on top of another jersey. Technically, the player wore it, uh, for an instant, but did not wear it in a game, did not wear it in practice, did not wear it around the house. Uh, uh, Again, if it's worn at an event and it's the only one worn at the event, that would have some distinction. If it's game used, that would have some distinction. I'd love to see more documentation. They already have photo matching for some of these jerseys to prove the provenance, but it's, um, like I said, I, I just don't know if people are going to be as, con well, it just, it's got to end somewhere because it just can't keep getting more and more expensive. You're really talking about the, the value is in the jersey. If you cut it up, I don't know if I had a piece of the Mona Lisa that was cut up and you put it in a fabulous frame, it still is not the whole thing. So I'd really like to have the whole jersey rather than one one thousandth of the jersey, no matter how it's framed on a card. But again, the pricing now is, is just crazy. So thanks, Skeppy. Question number two was from Tracy Keenest, who was asking about my sorting episode and said, still trying to figure out if I could do a diagram. I, 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 I'm just going to have to do a video. I can't, I'm, I'm not, I can't post, I can only post audio to this podcast server, but I can do an, a video and put it on YouTube and it probably can be posted to Instagram and probably posted to my pod page website. 
So I do think that can be done. I haven't done it yet, but I'm contemplating, well, first of all, I need some good light. It needs to be shot from above. And Tracy, you've convinced me that no video is worse than bad video. So you'd rather have a bad video than no video at all. I'm envisioning at least three different videos. One, I have a different way that I sort by sport, my sports sort, and then I have an alphabetical sort and actually a secondary alphabetical sort as well, and then a numerical sort and a secondary numerical sort. So that's five uh, short videos shot from above where you can see exactly, and I'll talk my way through it. Looking forward to doing it, but I, I want to get it so it's I don't want it to be terrible. <laughs> if it's good content with uh, poor quality video, that's better than nothing. So thanks for your perseverance. Hang in there with me. This will eventually happen. Question three from Game Time Gallery. Again, curious about Tops Uncut Sheets, Proof Cards, Blank Backs, especially some of the glamour cards like the 67 Maris Yankees and the 77 Reggie Jackson Orioles. Technology, printing technology is still what it is. You're printing uh, uh, something on both sides of, of a cardboard sheet. There are sheets that get damaged and they're put in the dumpster and people have found things in the dumpsters of the card companies and the manufacturers. They're, that's before the cards are cut up. So what is the difference between a proof sheet, an uncut sheet, a blank back sheet, color separations, make readies, registrations, all these kind of printer talk. Proof cards are, I think, just done a few sheets to show the designers and the approval process that this is what the card fronts are going to look like. So why do you have wrong backs sometimes? Some, when it's cardboard, card stock, I think they'll run some, they'll run the fronts and see how's that working? Are the colors, uh, color registration is good. Everything is great. And then they may just flip the sheets over and say, let's, now let's see if the backs are, are uh, legible and everything is squared away on the backs. Although the card backs in the old days were just really one color or, or two colors, much simpler than four color where the registration is important. Yeah. Most of these cards you've heard of, they never went into production. They never went into production. So the, the proof, they either were not approved and, and then it was, and, and generally these things were, you can't steal a sheet very easily from the, the plant, from uh, Cardamundi or whatever, because the sheets are huge. <laughs> you can roll them up and they're still huge. So you can't, uh, but if they're put in the dumpster and you go there after midnight, people have actually done that. They've bragged about it. The, but again, I think some of the wrong backs and blank backs, sometimes this is just, they're just testing something out and, or somebody set the form upside so that you got a lot of blank backs. If you've noticed are sometimes upside down. The back is upside down. There's miscuts and things like that. Again, that stuff could all be in the dumpster and you could see, and if it was before the production and make ready, it could be something where a card was swapped out at the last minute and you'd get a card like that that was either not approved or uh, or not done. The tra challenge I've had when I've had uncut sheets is getting them cut. You've got to get them cut professionally or you're going to be you try to get scissors out. You you can't get 90 degree angles and you can't get just unwise. <laughs> um, okay. Next question, Be Benjamin, Ben Bram, who's also been my, my thoughtful friend who has uh, pre-rookies that he looks after. So he's always coming at things, the road less traveled, mentioning if you win the lottery, you, uh, 
they, the IRS gets after you right away. If you win in Las Vegas, the IRS is right there at the pay window, I think, if it's a huge payday, because they're going to take, they're going to, they're going to keep a portion of that as a security against your eventually paying taxes. But in both those cases, you've had a gain. You have had a gain. You've had a monetary gain. Whereas with cards, at this point, unless they change the tax rules, you haven't had a gain. You just have a card. When you sell the card, you would have to pay taxes on it. Now, if the IRS got with the breakers and said, you have to report any big hits that are over $10,000 or something like that, and you have to withhold <laughs> uh, 20% of the expected but unrealized gain, you have a paper profit, but you don't have a true profit until you until you sell it. So I'm hoping they don't change the tax rules, but if they would, Ben, it would not be a good thing for any kind of collectible. And establishing the value, how would you even establish the value? But they could say, if it's worth $10,000, we want $2,000. You were going to impound the card until you pay 2000 bucks, And that's uh, security against you eventually selling it, where that would be 20% of what it would be. And it's all, if you pay 100 bucks to get in a break and you win a $10,000 card, you've made you know a paper profit of 9900 And the IRS may want a piece of that. And the last question here is the same kind of thing on uh, my conversation with Jason Granite, the Wall Streeter. Rob Lowen was, again, figuring out if they start taxing unrealized gain, it's going to be a big problem. And uh, I don't think they're going to do it anytime soon, but they're talk. a lot of times they talk about it to see how much pushback they get. So collectors push back. <laughs> Anybody that collects anything, that would be terrible. On the other hand, one of the things I've seen is that if they were to tax unrealized gains, maybe they'd have to tax unrealized losses. And then everybody would go out and buy a bunch of junk wax, and then <laughs> it'd be a total loss in some cases. You'd be giving away or unloading stuff that it had lost value. But his Rob's Rob's question is that he's seeing a lot of old-time collectors selling their collections. Now, I don't think that has anything to do with tax policy. I think it has a lot to do with just the aging of the baby boomers, guys my age and older, or even not as old, who've had a substantial, substantial run up in the value. And like, uh, like I've heard, there's lots of things you can do with money besides spend it on cards. And if you have the cards and you sell it, you can buy a lot of nice stuff for your family. And, and redeploy that money in a, in an interesting way. And I'm not saying you have to sell your whole collection. As I've said, I'm going to try to sell 1% a month. And so each month, but I'm going to be, the last stuff I'll sell will be the stuff that's more precious to me, uh, that I enjoy the most. But there's a lot of stuff I'm selling now that I don't, it's not a big deal. I'm not occasionally, I think, oh yeah, I used to have that. In fact, that does happen a lot because I'm a true collector. But it's just part of the process. You can't take it with you. And I think that's what that's what's driving some of this. You read about these world record prices. And if you're a serious, uh, long-time, old, older collector, then you can secure your grandchildren's education, perhaps, instead of having uh, a bunch of cards that are in a vault or in, uh, in a closet or wherever you have it. In fact, the security becomes a bigger and bigger deal. Again, those are bigger concerns than tax considerations. If the tax consider, if they change the tax laws, yes, I, I, I would have some heartburn about that. And I, I bet anybody my age would as well. Rob, thanks for your question. And again, we're, we need a lobbying effort, but it, it wouldn't just be for sports card collectors. It'd be any collectible or any of these side gigs that involve buying and selling and arbitraging things. It's going to be tricky. 
So thanks everybody for your questions and uh, keep them coming. Dr. James Beckett at gmail.com. I uh, enjoy getting the questions and uh, thinking about how I can answer them in a way that's, that's, that's fresh and different. And uh, so keep your fresh and different questions coming. Thanks everybody. Be back tomorrow with another episode.